Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. Power of revelation for accessing the power of his resurrection. You're looking at how revelation allows you to access what God has made available for you. And so in Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10, reading from verse number 38, the Bible tells us, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore to come and help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Martha has chosen that part, which shall not be taken away from her. In this verse of the scripture, the Bible simply makes us to understand that Jesus was going about traveling on one of his ministerial trips, and he came to a village, to the village where Mary and Martha were living, and the Bible says that Martha invited Jesus in, into her house. The next thing you see is that as they were being invited into her house, the Bible says that that particular woman also had a sister, and her name was Mary. The Bible says that instead of Mary helping the sister, Mary was sitting down listening to Jesus speak. And while she was doing that, the Bible said, now Martha being a very, very generous host, very good host, was running up and down trying to entertain our Lord Jesus Christ, trying to make sure that Jesus Christ was comfortable. So Martha was busy serving. And in the process of serving, Martha realized that I'm the only one doing this. My sister is just sitting down there listening to Jesus Christ. So she basically went to Jesus to go and complain. I said, Lord Jesus, don't you care that this lady is just sitting down here and I'm the only one doing all the running around? Just ask her to come and join me. Don't indulge this bad behavior. Tell her to come and join me. In other words, we see from the passage, Martha complained about being left alone to do the job. And the Bible tells us Jesus responded to the complaints of Martha. Jesus said to Martha, you worry about many things. You worry about many things. You are trying to do too much. You are focusing on the least important thing. Your priority seems to be upside down. That's basically what he was telling her. The Lord went on to give Martha a very, very instructive lesson about divine human relationship. Jesus basically said to Martha, when it comes to your dealing with me, when you come to your relationship with me, there's only one thing that is important. And that one thing that was necessary, that one thing that is important in my relationship with you is what Mary has chosen. Now, please understand. This can be very confusing for some and can be easily misunderstood. Understand, Jesus was not condemning the idea of entertainment. Jesus is not condemning the idea of you being hospitable. That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus loves to be entertained, wants to be entertained. When he comes into your house to be able to enjoy hospitality, Abraham did it. And the Bible said that he entertained angels. 
And it was as a result of entertaining angels, that was when the word of life came and Isaac came to pass. So Jesus and the Bible is not opposed to entertainment. But what Jesus is talking about is the need for us to set priorities in our divine human relationship. Setting clear priorities when it comes to divine human relationship. Jesus was talking about doing the things that are important and doing them in order. Jesus was talking to Martha. When it comes to my relationship with you, there are certain things that are important. There are certain things that are not as important as you think they are. Our Lord was talking about the need for Martha to rank her activities in order of importance. What is most important? And then you rank it. Prioritization. He was talking about doing the right thing at the right time. So Jesus was telling Martha, yes, it is good for you to entertain me. It is good for you to make me comfortable. It is good for you to be hospitable. But is that the best use of your time in these circumstances? Now, let's pause for a second and ask ourselves, why was Jesus commending Mary's attitude and basically instructing Martha to look at the example of her sister? Why? Why was the choice of Mary better than that of Martha's? Why was Mary's choice better? The Mary's choice was better, was a better choice because Mary's choice was a value-added choice. What do I mean by that? Mary understood that the word that will build you up, the things that will build you up, is not in entertainment. It's in what God speaks to you. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of my mouth. Mary understood that. And Mary said, okay, in this time that I have, I think it's better to listen, to make a choice that will add value to my life. That's why Mary's choice was better. Number two, Mary's choice was better because it was an optimal choice. It was the best choice that can be made under the circumstances. You will remember that Jesus was passing through that village. So Jesus did not have a whole year to be with these people. Jesus did not have a very long time to be with these people. Jesus was going to be spending a very limited time. And Mary calculated, if Jesus is going to spend just a limited time, what is the best use of that time? Is it to be running up and down to prepare food? Or to stand in his presence and get what he had. So Mary's choice was a better choice because it was an optimal choice. Number three, Mary's choice was a better choice because it was an enduring choice. Jesus Christ himself said, But one thing is needful. Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. In other words, an enduring choice because it was a choice that gave her access to the revelation of the word of God that came out of the mouth of Jesus Christ. Just sitting down, listening to what Jesus had to say. Mary was able to receive instruction from heaven just by listening to what Jesus had to say. The sister was busy running up and down. Both of them had Jesus in the house. One was busy and distracted. The other was focused and receiving instruction. That was the difference. And it is that enduring choice. It is enduring because he gave her insight as to what will make her life a better life. It will make our relationship with God a better relationship. So you see, it is good to serve God. It is good to entertain God. It is good to serve in the church. It is good to be involved in making sure everything is in order when we are in church. But when the time comes for the word of God, we will be doing ourselves a disservice if we do not settle down to hear what God has to say to us. You'll be doing yourself a major, major disservice. Service is good in the house of God. 
Making sure people are comfortable is good in the house of God. But we must do ourselves a service by making sure that we settle down to hear what God has to say to us. And I want you to understand that for us to be able to access the blessings of God, we must first of all focus on that one thing that is important. And what is that thing? Spending time in the presence of the Almighty God like Mary did. To be able to hear and to be able to receive instruction. And why do I say that? The Bible tells in the book of Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, reading from verse number 11, the Bible says, And he said unto them, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables, that seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand, lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. In other words, the Bible is saying, Jesus is saying from this verse of the scripture, there are things that are reserved for you as the children of God. There are blessings that only the redeemed have access to. There are blessings that only people who are born again can understand and they can access. Those who are outside the kingdom of God, they can read about this blessing. They can hear about these blessings, but they cannot get access to it. That's what Jesus is saying. And that's why Paul was saying, he said, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. That is why I want you to understand that the only way we can understand and have access to what God has made available for us is to go through the word of God and remain in his presence. We are able to access the mysteries of God and the revelation of God when we remain in the presence of the Almighty God. And those who take the time to remain in the presence of the Almighty God, those are the ones like Mary who can access the revelation and the instructions that he wants to give you. Because if you don't stay long enough in his presence, you will not stay long enough to hear the instruction that he wants to give you. And only those who access that instruction, only those who access that revelation, these are the people who can access the blessings of God. Only those who access the revelation of God through the word of God, through remaining in his presence, these are the people who can enjoy the blessings of God. Now the question again is this, why is the revelation the gateway for accessing the blessings of the resurrection? Why is it important that you must access the revelation of God for you to be able to lay hold of his blessings? Why? The Bible tells us in the book of Amos chapter 3. Amos chapter 3, reading from verse number 7. It says, surely the Lord does nothing. Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. In other words, God will not do anything until he first shows it to you. Which means if the Lord shows it to you and you cannot see it, it's not happening. Look at what he told Abraham. He said that, lift up your eyes as far as you can see. That is what I will give you. In other words, if you cannot see, you are not getting anything. So why is revelation the gateway to accessing the blessings of the Almighty God? Revelation is the gateway for accessing the blessings of God because revelation is the seed of a future harvest. When God is about to take you somewhere, First of all, open your eyes to see it. When you see it, then you know this is what God has in store for you. Unless you are able to see what God has for you, unless you are able to see the blessings of God, you will never be able to access it. 
If you take it away from the spiritual and bring it to the physical. A person who wants to build a house and has no building plan. What kind of house do you think he's going to build? The reason why God gives you a revelation and makes a revelation the gateway to your blessing is because he wants you to see where you are going. So that when you see it, you know exactly what you are going for. If you have no idea of where you are going, every road will lead to that place. And God is not the author of confusion. So the Lord wants you to have a revelation because the revelation that he gives you is the seed of the future harvest that he wants to produce in your life. What he wants you to have later in life is the revelation that he gives you. And that is why when he gives you a revelation, he shows you the thing from the very end. He never tells you what is in between. The hurdles in between never tells you. He just shows you the end of it. So that you paint the picture. This is where you are going. It's now left for you to get a daily revelation of how you are supposed to go about. But that's a story for another day. Why is revelation the gateway to your blessing? It is because revelation, number one, is the seed for future harvests. Number two, revelation is the gateway for accessing divine blessing because revelation drives us to action. When you already see what God has in store for you, when you already know where God is taking you, it becomes a lot easier for you to endure the journey. A lot easier for you to pay the price. It becomes easy for you to know what you're supposed to do. What to avoid, what not to avoid. It drives your action because it reveals where God is taking you. That's why revelation is the gateway to the blessings of the Almighty God. Number three, revelation is the gateway to the blessings of the Almighty God because revelation commits God to action. Revelation commits God to action. The Bible says, my covenant will I not break. Nor alter the things that have gone out of my mouth. In other words, as soon as the Lord Almighty tells you, this is what I want to do. And you are able to catch that revelation. And you are able to catch that instruction. You are able to catch that word. And you believe that word. As soon as you believe that word. And you engage that word. God is committed to doing what he said he's going to do. That's why it is the key to our blessing. Revelation is the gateway to your blessing because it permits God to perform. As soon as God declares it and you believe it, it's already done. Because God will not break his promises. God will not break his word. He is faithful to you. That's why it is very important that you catch a revelation of what God is saying to you. When you open the scriptures... And the word of God comes alive to you. And you believe that word. As soon as you believe that word, God is committed to doing that word. If he spoke it to you. So that is why we must really understand some of these things. So revelation is the key, is the gateway to your blessing. Because number one, it is the seed for future harvest. Number two, because it drives you to action. Number three, because it commits God to perform. So when Jesus said... In John 14, 19, that because I leave, you leave. What you will find is that if you take that word and you believe that word, God is committed to your living. That's it. If it tells you that whatever you lay your hands upon shall prosper and you believe that word and you lay your hands on something, you are definitely going to prosper. But you must receive the word. You must catch a revelation of the word because he will not do anything that he has not committed himself to doing. He will not do anything that he has not promised you he is going to do.
Our God is a God of covenants. He will do his own part, but you must do your own part. And doing your part starts with, first of all, hearing the instruction and then obeying or engaging what is required by that instruction. So God has no option than to do what he said he's going to do when you hear the instruction that he gives you. The question then is, how do you receive the revelation that gives you access to the blessings of God? How do you receive that revelation? You receive that revelation by immersing yourself in his word. Immersing yourself in his word. The Bible says this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night so that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. The word of God is where you find the mind of God. And as soon as you connect to the mind of God, the revelation starts to flow. The Lord begins to give you simple instruction and things begin to change. So how you receive the revelation, number one, is through immersion. Number two, is through the intimacy with the spirits. He said, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted in all the earth. He said, who knows the mind of the spirit except the spirit of God that such the very mind of God. In other words, if you want to understand the mind of God and what for you, you need to be intimate with the spirit of God. Because it's the one that opens your mind to see. The spirit, God does not talk to us any other way. He talks to us through his spirit. And the spirit speaks to your spirit. So there has to be that relationship going on. So how you receive the revelation, number one, is immersion through the word. Number two, is intimacy with the spirit. Number three, is spending time in his presence. Spending time at the altar. You have to pray. There's no other way. You have to spend time in his presence so that you can hear what he's saying to you. So that you can understand what he's saying. The Bible says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives liberally and without reproach, and it shall be given to him. There has to be time on his altar. And then there has to be obedience to his leading. I've said this several times. There are times God gives you instructions that are very difficult to carry out. Some of those instructions sometimes are very, very ridiculous. But if you are going to access the blessings of heaven through the revelation of heaven, you must be obedient to the leading of the spirits. And then you must also learn to minister back to the Almighty God. Many of you will notice anytime we're praying, we spend time a lot doing what? Praising God. Why? Because the Bible tells us, O thou that inhabit the praise of Israel. You who inhabit the praise of Israel, the only thing that you can give back to the Almighty God is your praise. And if you really want to enjoy fellowship with the Father, Fellowship with the Son. Now you want to bring down His presence. All you need to do is to praise God. And as soon as you praise God, if you are sensitive to your spirit, you can feel His presence in your midst. And if you want to receive revelation, that is the easiest way to do it. Just minister to the Almighty God. And as you minister back to Him, His presence comes down. And as His presence comes down, eyes will be open, your ears will be unstopped, and you can hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So please understand, it is one thing to receive a revelation from the Almighty God. It's another thing for you to be blessed. For that revelation to bless your life. Having access to the revelation is one thing. Making sure that that revelation works in your life so that you can enjoy the blessing is a totally different story. So for the revelation of God to give us access to the blessings of God, what must you do? What must you do? Number one, you have to be open to receiving that revelation in the first place. 
The revelation of God can come through the mouth of God. It can come through the preaching. It can come through the song. But you have to be open to hear what he is saying. Many of us are too busy. Look at the verse of the scripture that we read. The Bible says that Jesus was there. Ready to speak to these two individuals. One was busy moving up and down. Not doing anything bad. She was doing perfectly what a normal human being will do when you have a visitor in your house. She was busy serving. The other one now said, no, we have a limited time to do. Let me spend time in the presence of this individual. One was willing to receive. The other one was distracted. They both had Jesus in their presence, but not both of them got the same thing. So if you are going to receive the revelation that will change your story, if you are going to receive a revelation that will give you access to the blessings of God, you must be positioned to receive that revelation. Quiet enough to hear his voice. Be still enough in his presence to hear him speak. A revelation that is received is a revelation that will bless you. Number two, a revelation that is believed is a revelation that will bless you. The word of God might come, but oh, that's not for me, that's for somebody else. I wish brother Sososo was here. I wish his Sososo person was here. As soon as you deflect, it's no longer yours. So the revelation that will bless you, the word of God that will make a change in your life is the word of God that you believe. If the Lord says that you shall live, if you don't believe it, even if a thousand prophets lay their hands upon you, you will not live. Because the Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. It's not magic. If you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. But if you believe it, the Bible says, blessed is he that believes, for it shall be fulfilled according to what was spoken unto her. Before we go on, just a sidebar. The Bible is a very interesting book. The Bible does not waste words. When you are reading it, don't rush past the words. The Bible does not waste words. Every word that is in there is in there for a reason. And you must understand why those words are there. If you do not believe what is said unto you, you will never see the performance of that word. Revelation of God that will bless you is the revelation that you first of all receive, the revelation that you believe, and the revelation that you accept. There is a possibility that a person can say, oh yeah, I believe the word of God, but sometimes you are not believing that it applies to you. You might believe that yes, Jesus is Lord, but is Jesus Lord enough for your life to save you? There are many people who are not in the kingdom right now, but they believe that Jesus is Lord. So it is not just believing the revelation, it's accepting the revelation in your own life. The revelation that will bless you must be one you first receive, then you believe it, then you accept it, then you engage it. You act upon it. Our faith is not an irresponsible faith. In the sense that if your faith depends on God doing everything for you, it is an irresponsible faith. You have to participate in the process. And that is why whatever God tells you to do, there is always a condition attached to it. There is always something that you must do. And if you do what he asks you to do, you will see the result that he promised you. So the revelation that blesses is revelation first of all that is received, then that is believed and is accepted and then is acted upon. You have to act upon it. Jesus Christ said, anyone who come unto me, I shall in no way cast out. Alright? But you must come first. If you refuse to come, then that particular promise does not apply to you. 
I've said this many times. If you lay your hands upon anything, it will prosper. If you don't lay your hands upon anything, nothing prospers. It requires your action. It requires your participation. It requires your engagement. So the revelation of God that will bless you is a revelation that you receive, that you accept, that you believe, and that you act upon. The question then is, who is the candidate? What kind of people takes the revelation of God and benefit from it? What kind of people? Number one, they are the people who are hungry for him. You have to be hungry for God, for God to visit you. If you are not interested in him, why will he come unto you? The Bible says, I stand at the door knocking. Whosoever opens the door, I will come in and I will sup with him. Which means, if you are ready, if you are hungry for me, if you are interested in my presence, I will come. But if you are not interested, well, I'm a gentleman, I will never force myself in. Those are the people who enjoy and benefit from the revelation of God. The people who are hungry for him. The people who are waiting in his presence. People say, okay, I'm listening to what you have to say to me. Not the people who dictate to God. Not the people who argue with him. Not the people who debate with him. Not the people who tell God what must be done. No. They are the people who wait in his presence. Not only that, they are the people who are listening for his voice. People who are saying, I know there's a lot of voices going on, but I'm listening for a specific voice. It's just like when you are tuning a radio. And as you're tuning the radio, you're looking for a particular station. And as soon as you get to the station, you can recognize the station because you know that voice. The people that benefit from the revelation of God are the people who are listening for his voice. What is the Lord going to say in this situation? What is the Lord saying in this situation? What is the Spirit of the Almighty God commanding in these circumstances? People who are listening for his voice. And then the people who will enjoy the blessings of the Almighty God are the people who are surrendered to his will. In other words, Lord, do what you want to do. I am here for you. Say what you want to say. I am here to hear you. Give the instruction and I will follow. Not the people who will debate and say, Lord, why do you have to do that? Don't you realize we live in a different generation? This is not the age of Noah when I can just be building ark without rain falling down. You don't begin to argue with the Almighty God. The people who will enjoy and see the blessings associated with the revelation are the people who are surrendered to the will of the Almighty God. People who say, not my will, but yours be done. Those are the people. The resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, my brothers and sisters, is loaded with benefits. Is loaded with benefits. By accessing those benefits, touch with you spending time in his presence. You cannot access the blessings of heaven without spending time in his presence. I'm sure you've heard stories about people who were doing home care and then when the person that were caring for died, they quitted most of their substance to them. They wrote their will and just said they gave it to the person who was taking care of them. Why? People sometimes some of those people have kids. They have other family members. But when they are about to die, they pick up their will and they change everything and give it to their caregiver. Why? Because they were the ones that spent time with them. They were the ones that were there when they needed them the most. They were the ones that heard their cry. They were the ones that were listening to them. Though they were paid, but they were there. The people that enjoy the benefit of the kingdom, the people that enjoy the blessings of the cross, the people that enjoy the benefit of the resurrection are the people that spend time in his presence. Because in his presence, that is when the fullness of joy comes in. My brothers and sisters, the question this morning is, are we spending quality time in his presence? Are you spending time in his presence to receive instruction for a change of story in our lives? Because if we continue to rush in and rush out, 
you will find out that the blessings of God will continue to be elusive. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. The question is, are you spending quality time in His presence to receive our life-changing instruction? Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.